Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the A3 Footy Podcast. Uh, Alex Catalano not here this week. Apparently, something something to do with this, right? He's been yelling too much at the Bombers this week. Um, so I'm I'm here. I'm hosting the uh, the show this, uh, today. It's me, Alex Stockerty, and with me, as always, is Alex Miller. How are you, mate? I'm um, good, mate. Very, very excited for this big preview and review, Doc, of the round and the finals and lots to get stuck into. And yeah, very exciting episode ahead. Yeah, absolutely. It's a, it's a massive women's episode. Um, po- apologies again for uh, not not putting out an episode last week. Zencaster was was playing funny buggers with us, and um, we we've had to, uh, and we were left stranded with no uh, AFLW episode. So we'll try and cram in all, all all the best bits from round ten and all the best bits from from the weekend uh, we've just had with the with the final between Freo and North. And I tell you what, look what a game! What what a game from the Dockers! Eleven three sixty nine to four seven thirty one Miller. Uh, we've talked a lot about where North are at in terms of their their, their structure and their list, but let's let's talk about the Frio first, Miller. What what what, did you, what have you liked about them coming out, coming out of this game? I think the midfield doc is what really stood out to me. I think when you look at the team stats in general, pretty even across the board, but where Frio got a leg up is the midfield in particular, doc. Twenty eight clearances to twenty. Um, and also 104 contested possessions, so only two more, but still enough to pave the way because North actually led the inside 50s. So I would definitely say the midfield. I thought that the group that they that Frio played as a collective was really strong, and I think that the biggest thing is that they're doing all this, uh, you know, with um, obviously Bowers just coming back and they're getting the momentum flowing, I think, at the, at the right time, Doc. Yeah, it is interesting you, you, you touched on, on Bowers because I thought all round she had a really good game, the 21 mm. touches, the eight clearances, but only the three tackles. And it was, a, it was it's quite it's quite an interesting change of pace to see a play, players like Haley Miller step up. Uh, Gabby O'Sullivan had a ripping game, I thought, um, particularly particularly in the first half when Frio had that, had that run in the second quarter and they put on about four goals in about seven minutes. Mm. Um, but... I, I I thought the the game of Haley Miller. What what a season she's had. She's just absolutely exploded into 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 the into the competition elite midfielders and the the twenty one disposals, the five clearances, the six tackles, the mark in the second quarter. It was almost Nat Fife esque Miller. Very much so, Doc. That's a great comparison. I was going to say, literally taking the ball extremely well. I I think as well. From this game, Doc, that I think you'll mirror is that Frio's pressure all around the ground was really good. Not just the tackle pressure and the pressure on the ball, but the movement and the defensive work rate of not just the back line, but the mids and the forwards. Everyone really worked their tails off for this win, I felt. Yeah, well, that's the, that's the thing with um, with Freo. They've always been a really high, highly renowned defensive pressure team. I think yeah. last few years they were um, they were leading the competition in tackles, and they led the ta- led the uh, comp for tackles again this season. Seventy, hmm. just over seventy tackles a game. Uh, so look, there's no doubt that the, what Freo bring when they when they get everyone on the right track. This team is a very hard team to score against, and North had their opportunities, I thought. And as you, you touched on the inside fifty count, which I thought was interesting, because North have had their North had their opportunities in the first quarter. They they, they kicked one goal four mm. uh, from the weekend, and just uh, sorry one goal four at quarter time, and then sort of tapered away after that. And I think that probably came from the the almost the draining pressure dock of Freo. I felt like that. Yes, North. Obviously lost, but I felt like Frio made them play the way they did. If if that makes sense in some respect, I felt like they forced them into those um those areas where they they weren't going to be as impactful scoreboard wise. Yeah, no, I I think I see where you're coming from because we know. Look, I'll, I'll touch on North North forward line in a little bit, but I just wanted to touch touch on the the great defensive work from players like. Mm. Players like Ann Stanner, who's been just ultra reliable all, all season long, and Sarah Veria, I've spoken about oh. it. So I, I feel like I'm a broken record now when I, when I say that <laughs> she's just been a, a terrific find at, at, at the Dockers this year. Has just had job after job uh, of, of playing on some some of the dangerous forwards of the competition. Has has flown off, played a, played as an intercept role really really well, and uh, look at look at players like Jess Lowe. Miller, who has done some magnificent run with jobs. I think she had she had a job on Chloe Malloy a, a while back and kept her virtually, in, essentially ineffective. Yeah, yeah, that's a great call. And I think 
something I did want to ask you about, Doc, before we got to what North needed to do to improve is uh, the ruck battle. I thought it was a really good contest in the end. What did you make of it? Yeah. Oh, look, I thought it was interesting. Um, obviously, we saw Kim Rennie go off in the first half with concussion, and mm. I think and I think that started to sort of fall apart where uh, North's overall game because we know that Emma King loves uh, Crocker loves to play Emma King more as a key forward. Yeah. Sort of had sort of had to force her to, to to shoulder the ruck duties for most of the game, and it sort of compromised the forward line, which is why this is this is why I think North need to go after a key forward this off season yeah. because Emma King she's a great player. I don't I don't like her as a full forward. I think she's mm-hmm. she's hit and miss as a key forward. Um, her set shots for goal not very very sketchy. Marks well, um, but. When you look at what she does, as a, what she produces as a forward, and then what you see as a when she produces as a ruck, it's chalk and cheese. I mean, that's she, exactly what I was going to say. Though, she, she like the, the the way that she palmed down to Emma Carney and Riddell and Garner. That it's a it's a it's a great midfield, and Crocker's yeah. waste and Crocker's wasting it. Yeah, like, I agree. Like, I totally agree. I think that, like you said, you look at King when she does go in there, she's outstanding. Like, she, uh, and I said. And like you said, it's not just the tap work for mine, Doc. I think that her ability to find the footy at ground level is extremely good for a, a play of her of her height. Yeah, absolutely. And I thought Mim Strom had a really good game as well. I thought she competed mm. very well around the ground, um, positioned herself well behind the footy. Um, and and look, I think she look Mim Strom's going to be a great a great player in, in due time. And I think we're yeah. seeing. What we're seeing her elite traits really come into the fore now uh, over the last month and a bit. Her strength improved by by a fair way. Her her ruck crafts improve improving week after week. She's a player that I I, I think can really make that next step in in the next couple of seasons. Hundred percent. I think it'll be very interesting, Doc, to see the absolute full force of her in her prime in uh, one to two years' time. She's going to be an absolute bloody star of the comp. I think. I'd also like to touch on the return of Janelle Cuthbertson, who's had such a horrendous run of injury this year. Uh, the 12 disposals, the six marks, just, intercept, just she played that intercept role as if she never left um, Janelle Cuthbertson. And I'll tell you what it does do as well, Miller. It allows a player like Anya Tai to go back yeah. forward, who I thought played a magnificent game. She only had about six touches, but I think kicked she set, goal, she set she? Yeah. Kicked, kicked, kicked a goal, set up two others. Um, I thought... Just her vision for for a player of her of her size it should be illegal, Miller. Yeah, I totally agree. I think that's what having Cutterson back brings. Doc is the you know the the, the versatility that Frio has been renowned for. They've got great good good half forwards and mids, and they've got great key forwards and backs, and they can flick intercept players around. And this is what Cooper's probably been missing for the last couple of weeks. Doc is that. You know, this Frio team in its peak is really hard to stop. But, you know, like we said, credit to them. They deserve to win. But on the other side, Doc, we, we want to talk about North. What do you think would be the biggest takeaway from this game and what they need to take into next season? Well, they've got to, they've got to sort out their forward structure, isn't it? it yeah. It's, I've, I've, I've slept on this for a few nights and I think, I, I think well, the midfield we, we've all established, you, me, Kat, their midfield's yeah. great. They've, yes. they've got good. They've got good depth. You know, R- Riddell had a really good game. Garner was strong. Carney was put put in the midfield in the, in the last quarter and, and made a significant impact. And then you've got players like Emma King, uh, Mia mm-hmm. King, and Ellie Gavilas who can run through, do very very well. And the defensive line as well, very very good. Uh, I, th- I actually thought held up all right. Not sure where Danny Hardiman is at with her football now. I mean, she's yeah. on she's on the wrong side of. Wrong side of thirty now, and sort of looked a little bit slow for uh, some of the forwards. What about Brown... Ashmore as well, Doc? What did you make of Caitlin Ashmore's game? I thought she was a bit just sort of off the pace. I thought, look, the two. If if you convert those two behinds into two goals, I think she has a really good game. Mm. Uh, it was. It's. I don't think it was a game for the wingers per se, but no, I think that's true. You look at the wingers that Freo have got. Freo have got Steph Kane, who I, who I rate as the, one of the top three wingers in the comp. You've got a, a player like Ailey Runnels, who's had a really underrated season. I thought she's had, a, she again, had a really good game. And Ebony Antonio played in the wing a lot as well mm. in this game. And you look at what North have. North have Caitlin Ashmore, who's already, who's a, a projected top five winger in the comp. Yeah. You've got you've got a player like Bella Eddy, who I think's had a really strong year. Yeah. Uh, 
don't don't think she uh, she I don't think she had her best game uh, this weekend. No. But then and then as well, you've got a player like Nicole Bresnahan who's made the jump from being a defensive half player to a wing option. Yeah. So look, it's. And I thought Bresnahan played a really good game, particularly in the second half when North were trying to North were trying to fight back, trying to make trying to make things work. I thought she stood up well. Yeah. So I think North there's still a bit of uh, they've still got a bit of ways to go in terms of growing these players. Bella Eddy only in her second season, mm-hmm. so I, I think she'll she'll learn a lot from not just this game but the season in general. I think she's a, a player that's got enormous upside as a winger. Bresnahan, I've liked. Uh, she just she's just the sort of player that you always you always you always know what you're going to get. She just puts her head puts her head down, goes to work, and and tries to make the best of best of whatever's handed to her. So I uh, look, I think in the wing situation, look wing situation, I don't think it's too bit, bit bad of an issue. It's, it's just the forward line I'm worried about, and we we talked about it before, Miller. You know, King King, King was forced to play more ruck after Rennie went down. And I thought it's through their um, forward line structure out of shape. Yeah, I think so. And I think that that really affected the rest of the group. I think, Doc, not just having the presence of um, Emma Dan there sort of made it harder for, you know, if they weren't marking the ball, how, how were they going to, you know, generate any sort type of opportunities? Only they actually did lead the marks inside 50, 10 to 7. But like we touched on at the start, Doc, I felt like, even though North, they, they led that stat at the marks and they led the inside 50 counts, Freo really limited their, their scoring opportunities in some respect. Like, you have to obviously, as we have, we've watched the game, but if you haven't, you only will be able to understand this if you watch this. It's, it's the way Freo forced them into these positions. So, look, I think forward of the ball's interesting. I think the back line still held up really well, Doc, despite, you know, conceding 11 goals. I thought that they... Considering how much the ball was down there, I thought it was. Good. Yeah, look, I, I think there there is good signs about the the defensive line. I think we touched on Sarah Wright having a, mm. having a magnificent season. I thought she stood up well. I thought Brooke Brown. Uh, I I think she. I think cat's cat's really high on her. I'm really high on her too. If she touches, if she brushes up her, her kicking and her decision making, she's going to be an she's going to be an elite uh, intercept player. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. Bergson's had a really strong year. I thought has tried to um has tried to fight. Almost, I'd almost say she's playing above above her weight division. Yeah. Or oh, sorry, uh, uh, sorry, under uh, yeah, above the weight division, and and as well, Arlene Gilroy had a had a really good first half. I thought her her rebound work was really really good, but disappeared after that. And I, I want to see more of this from from Gil, Gilroy when she gets a consistent four quarter effort. She's putting up twenty. She's putting up twenty disposals a game, and and she's. And she's such a piercing kick as well when when she when she gets the chance. I think that's the thing there, Doc. Is that the thing that they need to take is consistency into next year. I think if they yeah. are to really take a big step as a group, and obviously some individual players will be the group taking a step. It's not actually going to be, you know, the midfielders, you know, being how they were this year, elite, and you know the forwards delivering some games and not others. It's going to be the forwards need to deliver every week. Um, the back's going to have to hold up. And if they are to push to where they want to achieve, um, they just need to become more consistent as a group for mine. So that's what they need to improve on, I think, going into next year. Yeah. Well, uh, this is why they need to get another tall forward. They need to get Emma yeah. King as a full-time ruck next year. Who would and, you look and... at then, Doc, quickly, in your views? I'd like to get. Oh, look, it's going to be tough because expansion's going to come and there's going mm. to be the, the, chance, the opportunity to get a key forward's going to be limited. And look, this is why they, this is why they needed to target a player like Taylor Harris last year. Yeah. Uh, even, ta- even Tara Bahana, who Kat and I have talked about for, for almost feels like eons now, but she had such a great year in, in the mm. VFLW last yeah. year. And the fact that everyone overlooked her and the Suns picked her up as like a, as a pre-listed, uh, as a pre-listed player, it's just absolutely baffling. And, uh, look, it'll be tough to see where they go from here. I, I'm not, uh, I'm not entirely sure. I'm not. I don't think we're. I don't think the draft this year is too stacked on, on key forwards. And if they were, they probably be, they'd probably be gone by the time North get their first pick. Yeah. So they they'll need they'll need to um they'll have to try and coerce somebody from I don't know say, say a West Coast or or a, or even try or even try and get Bahana to come back home to Victoria, which will be which will be hard because if you're Bahana and 
a, a team that overlooked you has offered you a contract. Yeah. Like, why, why, why would why would you why would you want to why would you want to go? That's right. That's the thing. You that you got to think of the thing North have to do is really. I feel like they've got to build some, you know, not credibility, but a reason to come there, Doc. Give give a big forward a reason to say, look, we're going to make you the centerpiece of this team. We're going to try and challenge for top two and top four again next year, and we need you to get there. So I think they've got some work to do in the off-season department for sure. I totally agree. Absolutely. Uh, look, Talia Randall's been very, very good, I think, this year for um yeah. for North play, playing as a key forward. A position that's probably entirely foreign to her. Has spent mm. a lot of her time playing playing as a key defender. Yep. But she but she's not gonna be the I don't see her next year being that player unless by unless unless they unless she spends a lot of the off a lot of time in the off season working on her kicking and her and her leading patterns and whatnot. Mm. I don't see her. I don't see her being that that player that gets north to the top two. No, I agree. I hundred percent agree. So look, it's going to be very interesting off season for the club. Um, and it'll be yeah, I'll be interested to see how it goes for sure. Yeah, yeah, no, me too. It's uh, going to going to be interesting to see where where North go from here. Uh, let's touch, let's touch on some of the news now, uh, Miller. Yep. Um And we've had so, plenty had to talk so, about, Doc. Plenty. We, we've had so much that's come through uh, over the last week and a bit. We've actually got some 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 new some new stuff that's come to light here from Daniel Cherney, Code Sports uh, writer, magnificent magnificent person. Very nice um, guy. Very nice guy. But he's he's put out a tweet probably about thirty minutes ago, uh, and it's saying that, and, and it says that um, Izzy Huntington is. Uh, Weighing up a shock move from the dogs to GWS. Now, your first first thoughts on this, Doc, is what I want to hear. Now, I know in the chat we had a, a brief chat, which was uh, we can't really uh, air, but I think that uh, obviously your first reaction is going to be a bit of shock. Yeah, look, it is. Um, it is a bit of a shock um, because I think Izzy's very, very important to us, um, as last year indicated, and but as well, I think it's. Make, makes me think. How, how does how do, how does a big three uh, forward in the forward line of Nell, Bonnie, and Izzy Huntington going to work? Because um, we th- we saw big signs from Nell this year. Uh, big signs of improvement. Bonnie Tugood took a took a big step in her development. Well, my um, simple question, quickly, Doc, would be to you: Do you think it can work? Is it is it is it viable? Look, I, I'm not sure if it. I'm not sure if it can be viable. It, it does become a little bit top heavy. Mm. Um, you see a lot of the um, a lot of the forward lines in 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 the in the uh, in the top six. I think Melbourne only have maybe what two, three, maybe if yeah, you count Bannon. Yeah. Um, but but Bannon's really really quick, so you, you can sort of you can sort of mould the forward line around that. You look at I don't know if I've, any of these any of these three of any a quick uh, or, or, or as lightning quick as, as say Bannon is. Yeah, two good's a great lead up player. Um, Huntington's a great contested mark, great pack mark, and you've got Nell, who I think's trying to build herself as that player that can work up the ground as, as a centre half forward type, which I like. Um, so look, I'm I'm a bit dis- I'm a bit disappointed that that Izzy's weighing up an option because we've talked about GWS a lot this year, Miller. They're um they're a very very dysfunctional forward line at the best of times. And and understatement of the uh, year, we've said that a lot, Doc. <laughs> <laughs> yes, no, we have. But it's also interesting that uh, look, we all know Cat loves uh loves scaring through the socials, and I certainly do from time to time as well. But it's also but it's interesting that that um. Most off seasons, it's happened. It's happened a couple of time, a couple of years now, that mm. that 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 Izzy goes up to Sydney and sort of hangs with Delisha Eva and a couple of the other giants. I know Georgia Garnett's sort of attached there as well. So, oh look, maybe it's something that's been in the works for a couple of years. Um, I'm not not entirely sure, but then again, it sort of asks the question then. What 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 do the dogs want in in return? Say say Izzy does request a trade to GWS. What what, what do you do? What do you think she's worth, Doc, right now? Look, if she wasn't injured, she'd be worth she'd be worth the moon and then some. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, that's not the case because she's. I think it's now what a third knee reconstruction, um, yeah. and it's had another, and it's had other other pretty bad leg injuries on top of that. So she now become it. It almost becomes damaged goods, and yeah. and GWS would be inclined to work out some sort of discount. 
for which I don't like. I think when Izzy's up and about, she's a top ten player of the competition. There's not yeah. a not a doubt in my mind she's that. I don't think many but people yeah, the, can uh, argue with that, Doc, at all. Though. No, when, when Look, she's fit, like you can't stop her. Yeah, hundred um, percent. I think she's definitely worth. I think she's still worth a first rounder. But considering the fact that Giants finished ninth, so that means even mm-hmm. even before we get to even before we get to the expansion clubs, that's that's uh, what pick six. six. Maybe West, West Coast will probably get a priority pick because they're garbage. <laughs> so so that's probably what nine or ten picks. Yeah, um, probably. They, they get bumped down, so that becomes pick fifteen, and we've Jeez. got some. And if the dogs take that, we've still got we've got St Kilda, Geelong, Richmond ahead of us in in, in the draft order. So. I don't think that's going to be enough. Definitely not going to be enough. I suppose when we're talking about expansion clubs, Doc, the the two big ones are the signings of for Sydney and Essendon. What do you make of uh, Nat Wood uh, to the Dons? Firstly, yes. Well, Nat Wood's a was announced as Essendon coach. I think it was last Friday. I think it was, and yeah, no, very very good. Um, obviously, there's been a lot of emphasis about. Getting females, getting females into head coaches in the AFLW, which is something I'm pretty big on, and Nat Wood's been around around the uh, around the block, uh, around the football block a, a long, long time now to know to know the ins and outs of football. I think she's well, she was an assistant coach at the Doggies this year, and Bow Reports has done a magnificent job, sort of connecting with the players and whatnot. So, look, I wouldn't be surprised if. Um, if if the Dons come asking for a couple of, couple of our players as well, so if Alice Catalano is listening to this, hands off. Uh, you see the smile on uh, her face, Doc, <laughs> when she was announced as the, as the coach. She was so chuffed, and that's what Essendon supporters will be loving to see um, Matt. You know, so positive and excited to take on you know the job. It's great stuff. Yeah, very very good, and she's been assistant at the dogs been assistant at Geelong has done as has played I think she played a couple of games in the exhibition uh, matches uh, quite a while ago um, yeah. as as AFLW was just getting a bit of traction so I think in my in my mind it's a, it's the right call I think Nat Woods the kind of the kind of player that you expect will get the best out of her players uh, week in week out and I think she's got the um she's had she's certainly got the runs on the board as an assistant coach to uh, make things happen Absolutely. Um, so, so we'll touch on the um, we'll touch on the the, the Sydney signings because uh, that was um, that was announced. I think it was on the Tuesday uh, this this past Tuesday night. Seven yeah. signings. Uh, the, the biggest one though is Maddie Collier, who Cat's not a, not a fan of because he wanted her to come come to the Dons. But Maddie Collier is a, a New South Wales girl, so good to see her back home. Um, yeah. Very very. Oh, she. She 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 just loves the hard stuff. I don't I don't think I've ever seen a game where Maddie Collier is shied away from a contest, Miller. I think that that's yeah, just the biggest thing about her doc is that she she's going to be so willing to put everything on the bloody line for the new club and and show why she was picked up. I think all these players that Sydney have picked up, doc, you've got to say are going to definitely have an impact for sure, um, and that's going to be and. As well, the foundation players that these are, these players are are going to be massive. I think for the for the core of what Sydney are going to try and achieve, and what type of brand of footy doc, more importantly, they're going to try and mould. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think look, I, we, they've signed quite a few of the the VFLW players, and I've seen a fair bit of them hmm. uh, this year. Uh, Sarah Ford, uh, another New South Wales product, um, made made the uh, made the trip from New South Wales to Essendon this year. Has been so so good um, yeah. in the first in the first month playing both as that sort of inside and outside midfielder. She's a great balanced midfielder. knows knows how to win the footy. knows how to use the footy really really well. Mm. Um, and as well, seen a couple of Hawthorne VFLW games where uh, Lauren Segetti has just absolutely destroyed teams with her clearance work. Amy Whelan's a, a, a fantastic second a second fiddle as well in the middle. Correct. Um, yeah. And. A player like Montana Barulton, who hasn't played many games, uh, mm. many many VFLW games. I think, she, um, I think she, I think she's only played maybe what three or four. But yeah. I, I, was, I watched I watched a game against Darabin uh, about a month ago, and I thought I just looked I just looked at her run away from a stoppage in the last quarter. I think this this woman's gonna ha- this woman's got something like still mm. raw, still yeah. raw in a sense, Miller. But I think in in the right system, and I think Sydney is that right system. You have got Scott Gowans, who's a That's proven right. coach. And 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 players that uh, look, we'll, we'll be seeing more signings come through when when finals is done, but 
I can see a player like Brilton really becoming, really becoming maybe not a star player, but becoming a really serious role player, like a really significant role player. And I'm very excited, Doc, to see what um, Gowans does to you know, make this group come together as quickly as I think they're going to. I, I'm pretty high so far looking at this these players already. I know it's early days, but I like the look of how he's trying to structure this list. And I think that it's going to look really good come round one. Yeah, absolutely. And and also the um the signing of Ruby Sergeant Wilson, um, mm. a S- Sydney Academy player, um, I think it was the week before all these, annou- all these signings have been announced. But I think, uh, look, I touched on it a while ago, uh, I touched on her in, on the mongrel a while ago. I think she's a she's a really I think she's a great sort of talented prospect. Gr- great athleticism. Yeah, lo- loves digging in for the contest. She's a uh, look. Give her a couple of years to work on all the other little nuances in in, in her game. She's going to be something special for sure. Um, um, yeah. Meanwhile, down at the uh, the Hawkland, they've made another another signing themselves. Uh, a player by the name of Zoe Barbacos. So she's a local product down my way. Actually, a Bowie girl, Bo Morris girl. So there you go. As, she, as, as she said on the on the Hawthorne website, um, plays has played a few games at Sandy as a small forward. Another one of these little raw prospect types. But she actually played a game in the in, in the um in the championships on the weekend. Played for Vic Metro against Vic Country and actually did very very well. Miller. Yeah. Wow. Okay. I didn't know that. That's that's positive then. Massive. Yeah, no. Look, there's um obviously I think the the I haven't seen a lot of her personally. I haven't caught many Sandy Dragons games, but she is not not much of a one one fifty eight centimeter player, but she is very very fast. Yeah. So okay. I, I think, and I think, look, I think she had, I think she kicked two goals on the weekend for for Metro. I'm I'm not too sure. I'll get I'll get um I'll get I'll get something up about that, but. She was. Uh, look, I watched watched the highlights of her game, but she just looks like she can she can be a menace for opposition defenses this year. I think so, and I think that again, it's just going to come back to Doc. I think when the rest of these players come through to join this group, is going to be how it's going to blend, and I think that that's the thing about Sydney that really excites me, and I look forward to it a lot. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, j- sorry, she got three goals on the weekend. So Vic Metro won by about fifty odd points against, against <laughs> Country. Jeez. Um, I t- look, I tell you what, there are some really, really good players coming out of Metro this year. I mean, mm. uh, first time I've heard about um, Jasmine Fleming, um, and she looks like she could be the number one Victorian prospect this year. So, wh- so it'll be a battle down to whoever um, whoever gets uh, the first pick out of Eston and Hawthorne. That's for sure. I tell you what, it's good to be um, some sort of expansion uh, and draft period, Doc. It's very exciting for lots of reasons uh, for new clubs coming in and building their lists and the current teams trying to uh, draft what's new. But something that hasn't changed and won't change is our favourite segment, Doc. Who's the- oh yeah, oh. who is the one? No, oh, no, no, no expansion will uh, stop this uh, segment from from rotting and dying and going go, probably going to ESPN or Channel Seven. But now, did you want to start with a uh, cat's nomination, Doc? Should we get his out of the way first? Yeah, no, we'll we'll, 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 we'll get cats out of the way um, first because it, it is it is probably the most lowest hanging fruit in the history of who's the woman. But he's he he's gone with Ash Riddell, and what and how can you disagree with with the game she had? Sorry, I should stress this is who's the woman from round ten. Round not ten, the final. yes, round not, ten. Not not the finals, because uh, because we weren't here last week. But Ash Riddell's forty-two disposal game bro- broke broke all league records for um for disposals and geez, forty-two dis- it's just, it's still mind blowing just thinking about how the how she's managed to get forty plus in a, in a game where. It probably only goes for about maybe 65, 70 minutes. Mm-hmm. And she's just absolutely <laughs> dominated every single aspect of the game. She was at, she's at Sandy Dock from not just her touches, but her influence on the game. It was just couldn't be understated. She was definitely deserved. So a good pick from Cat. I will give him that. Yeah, no, no, it was very, very good. The um, Also nine clearances, 480 metres gained, Miller. Um, mm. And and also, the and also uh, what was it, five inside 50s. And uh, four intercepts and six score involvements too. So that was um yeah a very productive game from Riddell and geez I'll tell you what if she's she'll she'll be up there with Batesy Miller. Don't you worry about that. As the, uh, I'm as, not worried about Batesy not being up there. She'll be up there as as the league best defense. And by the way, I don't think we touched on it. Emily Bates did win the um the coaches association uh, MVP. Yeah, 
Yes, greatly uh, voted for and for a good reason, Doc. I did have her prediction to win the best and fairest this year of the comp and she could be well on her way. She's she's won the uh, coaches. And that's, again, like the men's comp, Doc, I reckon it's got a bit more credit so far than the uh, than the Brownlows and whatnot. But, yes, no, it's a great signing. But, yeah, great shout by Kat. Uh, I suppose I'll go with my woman, Doc. I yeah. went, so I'm going to go to the uh, Casey Fields, unfortunately, not your favourite stadium. Um, mm. going to the Melbourne and Carlton game where the D's got up by a point and a woman who had an extremely good game is one of our favourites talk me and you, Lily Mitten holy oh, yes. smoke, she was fantastic 26 touches, 3 marks 8 tackles, but at those 26 Doc, 21 kicks she was absolutely elite and I thought um, a big reason why, she's actually had a bit of an underage year I think Doc and you'll mirror that as well, I know your thoughts are the same because while this Melbourne team's been so bloody dominant, she hasn't had as much of the spotlight, but she's still been performing just as good, if not better, than last year. Yeah, well, I think it's spot on. I think she is definitely underrated because we're seeing uh, Tyler Hanks winning the ball. Eliza West finally getting some clout as well after the season she's had. Yep. Uh, Livia Purcell's come back into this team and it's just been seamless in her, her transition as a cat to a demon. And it's allowed these players, the runners, the Mythens, the, the Karen Paxmans, mm. To do just that, to create, to run, to spread, and yeah. that, and that's what, and that's that's how they, that's why they are where they are. That's why they're a game away from, from contending in their first grand final because they've got such very good midfield depth and they play to their strengths. Um, so I guess that leaves me. Um, yes, and I got, you got talk. I'm very excited uh, to this. <laughs> I'm going to go to the game at Ballarat. I don't want to, but <laughs> I, I, look, I think. Brisbane, uh, this Brisbane team, I, I've, I've harped on about how, how fun to watch they are all year. The forward line in particular, and none none more so than Greta Bodie Miller. Um, <laughs> I think she's, you, we talk about underrated players. Greta Bodie has got to be top top of the heap for for underrated because she's, She's got so much. She's got so many attributes that I love. I mean, she's quick. She she's got great goal sense. She's very unselfish and. She's just she's just she's just dangerous anytime she gets she gets around the ball. Um, had a magnificent game. The, the two goals set up three others. Had thirteen touches. Went at eighty percent. No, not eighty percent. That's that's her time on the ground. Sorry, um, but I, I reckon I reckon she she didn't. I, I think she only, she only turned the ball over maybe once or twice. So it's yeah. probably about not probably about ninety odd percent disposal efficiency. But. The thing that the thing that I've loved the most about it is just a willingness to get everybody involved, everybody else involved in the forward half. We've seen Zemi have good games. We've seen uh, Courtney Hodder come in and out, come in and out of the forward line and 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 make an impact. And Wardlaw's had a had, a, had, a, had an improved year as well from last from last season. And I don't think any of it happens without a player like Bodie who just loves to bring her teammates into the game. It's why, why Brisbane are the reigning premiers, mate. They're they're, they're just a selfless organisation. That's a great call, Doc, and I couldn't agree any more with that statement. I think that that's a, she's a big reason why they've actually achieved the heights that they have. I think. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. It's, it's going to going to take some stopping uh, this week for the pie. We'll get to that shortly, but we're going to touch on Cat's uh, team of round ten. We didn't do it oh, last yes. week. Um, and Cat's not here to defend himself, so we so will... we can destroy it. <laughs> <laughs> so so we can try and pick apart this team as as best as we can. Okay, but I've had a, I've, I've had a quick I've had a quick gander at it, and it's not actually as bad as I thought. So um, <laughs> he, he might he might he might be safe. But let's start with the uh, the full back line, Miller. Cat's um, mm. put in Sarah Wright, a player that we touched on earlier as a, as an underrated as an underrated season. Near career best game against the Eagles, um, intercepting mm. everything that came her way, and Sarah Vera, another player that we touched on, um, yeah, just a, a, a magnificent season and exemplified that with with a game that had twenty disposals and five marks um, against against the Suns. She was just magnificent. The halfback line, he's got Emma Carney in here, okay, um, and 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 he's got here has all but locked herself in a spot in the All Australian backline, and I don't Jeez. know about. I don't know about that. He's gone early, I'm not. I'm, I'm not. Not. Not gonna. Not gonna. Not gonna say he's full of shit. But I'm. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm. But he is. <laughs> no. 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 I think there's gonna look. We're gonna we're gonna reveal my Australian team on the grand final episode, mm. which is gonna which is gonna be magnificent. Yeah. Um. Um. Keeping it under wraps, but she's definitely in the mix. Ruby Slasher at centre half back. She's just had a magnificent month. Yeah. Uh, I. I can't. I. I think. Look. It, Somebody released uh, some some 
uh, independent writer has released his top fifty and had Ruby Slicer in the top ten. Hmm. And I think I think it'll be it'll be close between her and Sarah Allen as the yeah. best defender in the comp. And Ange, and Ange Stannett running at the halfbacks had a magnificent game. Jesus I thought Lord. she was, had a magnificent game. Plays both as a great lockdown and a great rebounding defender. She's really worked on that offensive attribute to her game, yeah. and she's just this is why she's so ultra reliable. To the midfield, we are going to start with the wings, and Cat has put in Caitlin Ashmore on one wing. Uh, apparently yet to earn a selection in his team of the week. So this is this is a, first her first selection. So this is very, very good. Um, yeah, no, she, she, she had a, she had a very good game. Uh, Batesy, your, your woman is in here too. Miller uh, had a magnificent, had a magnificent game against the doggies. I thought 11 tackles, the 18 disposals, 16 contested. Yes. How about that? Not How about good. that? No, 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 no wonder she's a favorite for the, uh, the, 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 the league best and fairest. Yeah. And on the and on the other wing he's put in Ashling Sheridan, who I actually thought played a really, really good game against Richmond. Had the twenty two disposals, a career best mm. for for her. Um and so in, into the into the into the guts full time, we've got Bree Moody, who's gonna be right up there as in all Australian consideration again. Um and Ash Riddell does goes without saying the forty two touches, um, fifteen contested, four eighty meters gained. And Jamie Lambert. What a Absolutely carved up the Tigers in round 10. 31 disposals, eight tackles. And the thing was, she, she got she got a lot of defensive attention too from the Tigers midfielders. So the fact that she's been able to churn out that game, yeah. just so just magnificent, deserves her spot. In the, half, in the half forward line, my woman of the week, Greta Bodie, uh, 10, with 10 goals for the year. The most consistent lion, one of the most consistent lions, says Kat here. Um Cora Staunton with her four goals against um, uh, Geelong gets in gets in here. Thought yeah, I thought 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 she played really well. Um, and then rounding out the half forwards, we have got Jasmine Garner, twenty six disposals and ten marks to go with two goals. If, if 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 it was any other game, we'd be talking about Garner as woman of the week and not Ash Riddell. Yeah. Um. So down to the full forward line, we've got two demons in here apparently. Okay. Um, Alyssa Bannon, three goals against the Blues was very oh. Just very dangerous. Might actually be a spoky for the rising star this uh, uh, in a, in a couple of weeks. Okay. And and Daisy Pierce, uh, a player that had worked her way back into my rolling AA team for round nine for on the back of five goals, uh, finished up with another two goals and had thirteen for the season. So she's really pressing a claim for my All Australian team and Catsall Australian team and possibly the AFLW All Australian team. But knowing them, they'll probably play another midfielder in the forward line. Um. And so we've got the bench here, and there's some good good blend of good blend of uh, of of players in here. We start with Kiara Bowers, who had 17 tackles in her return oh. against in her return against the Suns in in typical Turbo fashion. Erin uh, McKinnon thoroughly deserved her ga- uh, her spot this week. 47 hitouts, uh, an AFLW record. Um, in, in hit outs. I, I'm still trying to find out how many of those were to advantage because she was just at, she was huge. I, look, I've been a big critic of McKinnon for the last couple of seasons, but this was her best game, 100%. Ebony Marinoff, another player that, to look to look at for in the in the yeah. league best and fairest, very very good. Had 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 a, had a massive game against the Saints, and we've got two cats in here. Chloe Shear, two goals against the Giants was very very was very dangerous playing sort of half forward bid. And Amy McDonald, we talk about underrated players. I think I think she's I think she's a player that's been uh, been overlooked far too often this year, and had a, had another had another big big contested game. Fantastic year she's had, McDonald Doc. I completely agree with that. But that's a very nice team from your cat. If you're listening, or we'll give it to you next week. That's a fantastic uh, team. Can't argue about much of that at all. Sure. Uh, we, no, I need more Kirsty Lamb for mine. Um, get get Amy McDonald out of the team. Get more uh, lamb in there. Get, get needs more lamb. Uh, uh, before but, we get to the preview, Doc, we'll rack off the tips from last week. Uh, so we added everyone added got one added to their total because we all tipped uh, Fremantle because we're not gooses. Uh, so that was good. Uh, I had five, so plus one added me to six, and uh, you and Cat had six each. Plus your one added you to seven. So. The totals then, to wrap up the season, because I don't think there's going to be much coming back now, but we do have a couple of weeks left, but it doesn't matter who we tip, really. In yeah, last place, it's me. It's on. Uh, it's me on 50. Second place is C, Alex Alano. 
Yes, he's got it. C. Alex Alano. C. Alex Alano, 53. <laughs> and then D. Alex Ockerty got 57. Absolutely outstanding from you, Doc. So congratulations. You, we're still got some weeks, but I don't think we're going to ta- uh, catch you. So I'm clapping you now. Well, We've got four games uh, left, I think. Oh, I, don't um, think I don't think anyone's going to be able to tip any wacky tips to, to save their next now. So unless I pick all losers this week, which I think is going to be highly highly doubtful, um, I've got this in the bag. Uh, I'm not picking Collingwood, uh, but we'll get to that. We'll get to um, that. We'll get to that. Let, let, let's, let's talk about the game this weekend then, Miller. Yeah. Brisbane Collingwood at the Gabba. Going to be look look. I can't say it's going to be a big game because Collingwood are going to be basically running on fumes now. Because how do they, they approach the game, Doc? Well, like, what do you think is obviously with with what happened last week and the COVID and all this crap? And you mentioned just then on fumes. What's going to be the game plan then? What do you think is going to give them a chance of winning this game? So it, it's interesting. I think Collingwood have taken a, a different approach to this to 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 every game since I think it was the Bulldogs game actually. Yeah. Um, they they just looked to just take the game on at every chance they can, and I saw it against I saw it against Richmond. I covered it for the Mungle punt. They look to play on at every opportunity, and they've got they've got good runners in this team. I mean, Kiochi had a really nice game. has has battled injury a lot this year. Yeah, we touched on Slicer before. had a magnif- has had a magnificent month, and it's on the back of just pure gut running and and trying to create and link up with the midfielders off half back. And and players like Sarah Rowe, Ashley Sheridan, they're they're not slow players. They're players that love to run with the footy. Yeah. So, I th- I think that's what they'll try to do in this game. I'm not sure whether or not they'll have the legs. We we know that we we know what the after effects of COVID are like. Um, you know, just ask the dogs, just ask the Giants, just ask Carlton. Yeah. Uh, just ask, ask Brisbane as well because they 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 they've been hit earlier in the year. So look, it, it's it's it'd be interesting. Um, I think. Steve Simons has openly come out and said that um they're not gonna they're not gonna be fielding their best team. Uh, yeah. Obviously, obviously there's injuries to Bree Davy, Brittany Benici, uh, and and the likes of them. Uh, I think there's a, a few others as well that aren't playing that that should be in this best twenty one, but aren't. Uh, but look at um, and they and they might might even have to call upon a VFLW player or two. Um, it's that, just gonna that, be that, an uphill battle, isn't it, though? Yeah, it will be. Um, it's look. You don't. You don't want to. You don't want to. I don't want to say it's going to. Nothing's it's, impossible it's kind of, in uh, for w. No, 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 nothing's impossible. Um, look, I think, and, and and look, I think from where they were before the doggies game to now, I think I've I've certainly gained a, a lot of respect for how Collingwood have have gone about, have attacked, have attacked each game. They play with nothing to lose. They play with nothing to fear. And I just think they've got to keep that mentality heading into heading into Brisbane because Brisbane, look on this on on Collingwood side, Brisbane have haven't played a game in what a couple of weeks now. Yeah. So they'll be so look maybe maybe they might have a little bit of rust in there, maybe not, but but I think they're 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 already a well structured team that I think even if they even if they take a quarter to sort of get get into gear, mm. once they once they do get into gear, they're a very hard team to stop. I totally I agree, and I think the biggest thing, Doc, is going to be just if Collingwood are to win this game, which is going to be extremely tough, they have to get started early, I think, and I think that they can't afford to play catch-up in this game. I think that given, you know, how the last couple of weeks have gone with, you know, like you said, COVID, missing games, all that stuff, is that if they are to win this game, they're going to get off the ground running fast. They're going to get goals on the board early and they're going to have to just stick it right to Brisbane at home. That's all they've got to do. And it is simple in theory, but it's, it's going to be very hard to pull it off, I think. Yeah, well, it will be. Um, I think back to the game uh, the last, the game they played earlier in the year at Maruchidor. And I mm. think, look, di- different ground. Maruchidor was very, very blustery. I don't expect it will be too bad at the Gabba um, yeah. in, in, a, in, a, in a more sheltered environment. But Collingwood just seemed to have just played to one side, played to the wing, and 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 even with the wind, the wind carried it about fifty meters out, fifty meters out of bounds. Mm. But they can't they can't afford to just play wide. Brisbane will just gobble it up every That's every right. opportunity every opportunity because even without Kate Lupkins, Lions have got great defenders down there that can that do the job. Shannon Campbell's had a very underrated season. Conan's been very very solid. 
uh, a player like Nat Greider's in all Australian form at the moment, yeah. and they just can't afford any of those players to to no. get off the to get off the leash. And I want to I also want to touch on the midfield as well. It should be an interesting battle. We mm. we know ba- we know Batesy, we know Allianzen are, are top shelf midfielders. A player like Isabel Dawes is really coming into her own as well. The last couple of weeks, yeah. Uh, some somebody actually talked uh, spoke to me uh, last week and said that sort of remind sort of reminds her of um Rochelle Martin at Adelaide sort of the um sort of a, a, a bit of an energi- energizer bunny approach with how she how she attacks the game. That's not a bad shout. I don't mind that. No, I don't mind it either because I, I think she's got a good burst of speed and she's mm. got the and she's got the ability to to run away out of stoppage. Um, but it's going to be a challenge for for a, a player like Jamie Lambert, who's going to who's going to shoulder a lot of the midfield duties. You've got Michaela Can, who's come into her own as well the last month. Yeah. And what what do you do? What do you do as well? Do you play a player like Chloe Malloy in the midfield? We know that in her past couple of games, she's been towed up by the Brisbane defence. Mm. I, I think she. I think she's got to get hands on the footy early. That's a good question, Doc. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that's right. She does have to get she does have to get her hands on the pill early. Oh, I don't know how they go about it, really. I, I think that I don't know. I yeah, I honestly don't know. What do you think? Yeah, look, oh, it's it's going to be interesting. I, I I want to see her get her hands on the ball because I think mm. when she gets her hands on the ball, good things happen. Yeah. I think everyone everybody knows that. Yeah, I think if you play her, look. Anybody who's listened to this podcast for the longest time will know that I'm a big advocate of playing Chloe Malloy as a forward. But once once the the ball's not there, it, it almost feels like she's she's being wasted down there. Like yeah. you you you've got to get you've got to get her involved in the game at some capacity. Yeah. Um, so look, I, I'm not totally against the idea of her playing in the midfield or at least starting in the midfield, just try and get her some touch and and back your back your back your forwards like Sabrina Frederick who I think's had a really good patch of form since um coming back into the team. Yeah. And I, I and I think a, a player like Sophie Alexander who's got a very good shoe on her and I thought I think she she played a nice game against Richmond uh a couple of weeks ago as well. And 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 got, and and somebody like Eliza James who I think's flying under the radar but she's so dangerous around goals. Yeah. That's very true and I think that that's what that's going to be the key for for Collingwood, I think. Doc is that they just going to have to get the forward line clicking early, get the game clicking early. But there's only going to be one obstacle, and that's going to be a very hot and hungry Brisbane that will be keen to defend their home turf and obviously get the win as competitive as every other team. But it's not going to. <laughs> it's they're probably one of the well every team's competitive, but I feel like Brisbane Doc they look more fierce this year than they did previously. I, I think. Obviously, they won the flag last year and were outstanding, but they look they look a bit more intimidating this year. Yeah, they do. Um, obviously, I've touched on the forward line a, a fair bit, but I thought she uh, she. Um, but yeah, geez, the um, the work in the midfield. You see, I've seen it last couple of weeks. I think against North, the midfield, the mm. pressure around the midfield was just it's just lifted. I think um, obviously Batesy's recording uh, career best tackle numbers. Ali Anderson's continuing to, to tackle Svark. You know what you're going to get from her week in week out. And, one and of our favourite stuff. Oh, one of my favourites, absolutely. It's Svark. And oh, Jesus, and, and and I think as well. Look, this is something the the Collingwood midfield is going to have to try and weather as well because we know and and I saw I saw it a couple of weeks ago with um with with when Brisbane played the Doggies in Ballarat is Ooh. that. They're they're a very physical team, yeah. and and especially for, forward of, forward of center, their their forward line pressure is just so so good. I think it's the best forward. I think it's the best pressure forward team in the comp. Yeah, just I, quietly. I'm not going to argue with that. Just, just just quietly, a player like Dakota Davidson hasn't had her best year, but last year she was a great she was a great example of of the of the forward fifty pressure she brings. Players like Zimmy's been good. Uh, I think. Um, oh, who else is there? Hotter, hotter. You know what you're going to get week in week out with her. Yep. Um, and and as well, Greta Bodie's been as well defensively. We talked about her earlier being a a, mm. a, self, a selfless player, but her but when she's when she doesn't have the ball, she she's up in the face of the of, of the defense, and that's what that's all you can hope for in 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 your forward fifty. Yeah, uh, but as well, you but as well, you've got the two best wingers in the comp right now. I think. In Ola Adwara and Sophie Conway, yeah. 
at least in form. Yeah. Two hottest, two hottest in form players in the comp, in form wingers in the competition. How you, how the hell are you going to try and stop them? Because they love to run. They love to, they love to run. They love to spread. They love getting forward of the ball now. They're probably yeah. I think that as well. I I think I literally said this last year, Doc, and the year before. I think that they're the best duo on the wings. I think Conway and Odor. I think that they're just so dynamic. I think that they, like you said, they love to get forward now, but they also work their butt off defensively when they need to. So, look, it's going to be a very tough game. But if we are, which we are going to give a tip, I'm going to go Brisbane. But I think Collingwood, if they are to win which I don't think they will, but if they are too, and I hope they're competitive, they're going to have to keep the clocks early, Doc. Yeah, absolutely. I think I'm going to I'm going to back the other pi- uh, the, the Lions in as well. Um, yeah. I think Collingwood's going to be – I think by, we'll wait to see what, what, what the teams are looking like and, and who plays and who doesn't. Yeah. But uh, the, way, the way it's being played out in the media at the moment, it looks like Collingwood are going to go in with a very, very depleted team. Yeah. Um, they, they might even get they might even get uh, some some VFLW call ups as well because you know they, they, they can do that. Um, yeah. they, they, they only need sixteen fit players on the team yeah. to, to 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 fit to actually field a team. And if that happens, it might actually be a, a case of what happened a couple of weeks ago when when it was Freo and Melbourne. Yeah, and it could and it could blow out to a, to a triple figure score um, if that happens. But well, I don't know who Cal's tipping. I presume he would be tipping Brisbane. So I, I think he, I think he sent a message last night saying that he was going to pick um pick Brizzy. Okay, there you go. So we've all gone for Brisbane, but I tell you what, Doc, it's going to be a, a good game. Very good. yeah, no, he yeah yeah he, he is tipping uh he is tipping Brisbane. Mister Catalano, um, very clever, very clever man. That means I'll win the tipping competition. So we're all tipping <laughs> Brisbane. <laughs> um, well, I think that's just about it. Yeah, well, that's about it. Um, so, look, on, on that, thank you very much for uh, joining us uh, today for, for the A3 Footy Podcast, the AFLW episode of the A3 Footy Podcast. Uh, we did record our men's episode the other day, so please give that a listen. A lot of, lot of good discussion had, a lot of good insight, I hope. Um, but... <laughs> But um, always a pleasure calling. Always a pleasure, always a pleasure being here calling with the boys. Uh, you especially, Miller. Great to have you again. Um, our socials as well. Um, Twitter, you can find us at A Three Footy Podcast. Instagram, A Three Footy Podcast. I'm pretty sure it is. Yeah. Um, want to send us if you want to send us an email, A Three Footy at gmail You can say how much you love the show. Say how much of a dickhead I am. Um, you can disagree with Cat's uh, team team of the week. Um. Anything you like, you know, recommendations. Give 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 us something because our, our email our email account's looking pretty sparse at the moment. It's just a bunch of just a bunch of robots asking for um asking asking for money. Uh, well, it's been a pleasure as always, Doc, with you. Absolutely, and uh, well, I guess with all that said, I've been Alex Doherty. and I've been Alex Miller, and Alex Catalano is somewhere in bed looking after his throat. We hope you get better, mate. Yeah, um, and hopefully we'll see you next week. And until then, calm the footy. Go Brisbane.